2: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
3: This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddecks are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand.
2: The Cinema Gold Show with your host, Larry Leese. Join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood film and TV news and everything in between. Tune in each weekday on your favorite podcast platform.
0: Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Leese. And on today's episode of Netflix Roulette, we dive into Michael Clay. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex, for sponsoring this episode. Check them out today at Poddex.com. Use the promo code Larry21 for 10% off your order. And we now have a merch available. A link to the store is in the description, and you can save 20%. off the code SUMMER25. And now on to our review of Michael Clayton. Few films are as pure a character study as Michael Clayton. The story of a troubled legal fixer caught up in a profession that has brought him nothing but pain and strife. There's a fleshed out world that Michael exists in. but Just about everyone he knows and meets through our time spent with him is a reflection of himself in some way. A glimpse at who Michael currently is, who he might have once been, and who he could have turned out to be. It's been more than a decade since it was released. Michael Clayton stands the test of time as an engrossing legal thriller. The man at the center of the drama is infinitely more important than the circumstances that surround him. To understand Michael, though, we have to know who the players of this character piece are. Michael, played by George Clooney. Is a C, a a pitchable gambler whose addiction forces him to keep working in a job that alienated him from his wife. and continues to strain his relationship with his pre-teen son, Henry. His firm enlists him to bring under control one of the firm's leading attorneys, Arthur Edens, played by Tom Wilkinson, who suffers a manic episode in the middle of a deposition hearing for a high-stakes lawsuit against an agricultural conglomerate. U North. On U North side of the table, another fixer. Karen Crowder discovers that Arthur is in possession of a memo that implicates you North, in knowingly distributing cancer-causing weed killer, so she has to take measures to remove Arthur and, consequentially, Michael from the picture. However, the movie is called Michael Clayton, not the carcinogenic weed killer caper, so it's clear that we're supposed to care less about the mechanics of the plot than we are to care for Michael's personal struggles, which Arthur and Karen give us a substantial framework to do so. Let's start with Arthur, an attorney that suffers from manic episodes and the strain of his high-powered life. Unlike Michael, he doesn't appear to have a family that he squandered away on professionalism. But this also means that he has no one to rely upon except for Michael, the company man, who himself is relied upon by his own family more than he relies on them. They are both solitary creatures trapped by their professions, though Michael is an envious of Arthur's position and cannot understand why Arthur cannot keep himself together when he has the affluence that Michael so desires, yet cannot hold on to because of his own gambling addiction. Arthur is an expression of the life Michael wants, yet paradoxically has none of his problems fixed by living that life. If anything, his issues are only exacerbated. But if we were to understand Michael's arc throughout this film, we need to contrast him to Karen, the fixer who is willing to go to steps that Michael isn't. Interestingly, Karen seems to have much more of a tortured conscience than Michael, but that doesn't prevent her from taking the extreme step of hiring hitmen to kill Arthur and Michael for knowing too much. She is driven by greed and ambition, but she still feels pangs of guilt over having to take such an extreme, and irreversible step as murder. She and Michael are committed to their jobs in nearly equal measure, but whereas Michael is in, is in his line of work as a mechanic mechanism to compensate for his personal failings. Karen's personal failings are what motivate her to place business interests ahead of morality. This culminates in Michael exposing Karen's immorality as a conclusion to a character arc wherein he steps away from his own grave morality to let the legal justice system punish Karen for her transgressions. But where does this leave Michael at the end of his story? He gets into a cap and ending credits start to roll as he contemplates what he has just done and what it means for his future. Going back to his work as a fixer seems unlikely, as he seems to have transcended the unethical manipulation of the legal system. But what practical alternative does he have to pay off his debts and otherwise support himself? As much as he hated his work, he was good at it, and his past would likely prevent him from practicing law again in the future. His character arc was completed by accepting positive morality, but his future is uncertain and likely tragic as a consequence, which makes his choice all the more powerful. Michael Clayton often poses the question of who exactly Michael thinks he is. But when we finally get that answer, who knows what the identification of self is worth? Like Michael, we're left to meditate upon it. And even decades later, it doesn't feel like we have an answer. Let us know in the comments section below, what did you think of Michael Clayton? Have you watched it? Let us know. And of course, give us a thumbs up on the video if you like our content. Hit the subscribe button if you like what we deliver. And of course, hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. Um, Let us know in the comments section below any other movies we should be reviewing from Netflix for our Netflix Roulette series. And of course, if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinema gold. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment. And currently, we're trying to raise some money for a entertainment podcast conference we're trying to launch in probably 2024 and your support can help make that happen thank you so much for watching and listening we will see you next time welcome to the cinema gold show i am your host larry lease and on today's episode we're talking the war on comedians with our special guest brian fernandez a journalist from tampa florida And before we dive into our topic, we'd like to thank Audible for sponsoring this episode. Audible is a subscription service that allows you to buy audiobooks that you can listen to on your phone. Audible allows you to choose from a gigantic array of audiobooks narrated by amazing narrators that you can listen to from anywhere. Right now I'm listening to The Dead Zone by Stephen King, narrated by Oscar-winning actor James Franco. It's the chilling story of a high school teacher who falls into a coma and wakes up with psychic abilities. In all seriousness, audiobooks are great for when you're alone and maybe want to stop with YouTube. So let me ask you, do you want a free audiobook from Audible? Well, then go to audibletrial.com slash Larry21 today.
2: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.